Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Nobody Loves Lobo podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 150, Lobo. Hi, pals. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And, uh, oof. I'm sorry. All I can say is I'm sorry, okay? Yeah. Um, I'm the one who drew up the plan for what we should watch in what order. I looked at the Wikipedia page for the DC Animated Universe, and it lists this mm-hmm. as, as part of it all. And I just blindly accepted that without doing any secondary research and... Uh, in retrospect, nothing else reflects this. This yeah. is the one, like the one source. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wikipedia, honestly, for for all the shit people give it, is pretty good because it's edited by nerds. And if nerds see something that's inaccurate, they will change it. Mm-hmm. But they, they and they might have been technically right about this, but I, this doesn't <sighs> fit with the rest of the stuff at all. No, not at all. Like the only thing that like sort of carries over is Lobo and. Even he doesn't really look or sound, as we'll get into, uh, like the Lobo that we saw in uh, Superman. So yeah, no, all they did was adapt the same character from comics in a different format. Yeah, but Gotham Girls had the same character designs, the same character voices. Mm-hmm. Like they even got Jim Gordon to come back. I think we forgot to mention that last week. But yeah, like, all, we we talk about you know them getting Harley and and Ivy and uh, Catwoman back, mm-hmm. but they also got Jim back for a couple episodes. Yep. That was cool. But this, this has two uh, relatively well-known jobbing voice actors, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. It was, uh, oh, God. I can never remember his real name. I just called him Raymond's brother. Yeah, uh, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett, thank you. Mm-hmm. I never saw the Raymond show. I only know him as a voice actor. Mm-hmm. So I would, um, when I first moved down here, uh, Mal's mom would watch at night, and so I'd be going to bed, and I would hear in the, back, in the background, oh. <laughs> Sounds like a Popeye cartoon. It sure does. Mm-hmm. Just lying uh, in bed awake in a strange land going, I don't care for what these people's problems are. Mm-mm. I don't love Raymond at all. I, I thoroughly dislike Raymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who we also dislike? Uh... I mean, this is not a well-kept secret considering uh, how no, long I, I've had opinions about things. And I've I've spent the run-up to this convincing you, no, 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 you like this Lobo. And mm-hmm. you, you did like the DC Animated Universe logo, but that's that's not this guy. No. Also, this I said is, logo, well, I mean Lobo. We'll get into it. <laughs> Bring yeah, well, back why, Sheriff Logo. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you tell us what happens <clears throat> in the uh, short-lived 2000 web series Lobo? Lobo. Warning. Lobo is not a role model. He's not even human. He's a Zarnian. Some of the things he would he does would cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly forced to star in a Lobo cartoon, and there is no worse fate than that. All celebrity voices are impersonated, except Tom Kenny, who should know better. The following program contains f- fake made-up curse words that fifth graders would use to sound cool like Fraggin, Bastich, and Womps, and due to its poor writing and production, should not be viewed by anyone, especially me. 
We open with a guy named Sonny Jim talking about the bet he made with Lobo about who could have sex with a waitress first so that we can get this party started with some real casual misogyny. Then Sonny Jim, a guy with a smiley face button for a head and the body of Duke Nukem, kidnaps the waitress to sexually assault her. Guys, I am so tired already and we are just getting started. Meanwhile, Lobo flies around on his motorcycle, murdering random background aliens and muttering to himself about how cool he is. This is basically what all Lobo comics are, so I guess if you're a big Lobo fan, good news, they nailed it. Lobo heads after Sonny Jim, who has a price on his big smiley head. Lobo kills some guys. He kills some more guys. Uh, he kills some additional guys. He gets shot a bunch and then grows this fleshback, which, by the way, should look cool, but they can't even do that right. You have a guy grow an arm back from a skeleton. You are basically making Maggie catnip, and that sucked. So Lobo kills Sonny Jim and turns him into a CD or something, and then there's some racist stuff about Middle Eastern culture. Waitress poisons Lobo, flips him the bird, and steals his bike. Uh, That's my good thing, by the way, this week, so write that down. (laughs) Then... Oh, Chris, I gotta check my notes. I just watched this thing, and I cannot remember any of it. My brain has instantly forgotten about it. I should do that with all my non-Lobo-related trauma. Anyway, so next Lobo takes a job from a guy covered in spikes to rescue his brother from prison in exchange for Cuban cigars, which Lobo is very passionate about. Lobo, you don't have an embargo with Cuba. Just go fucking get them. Anyway, Lobo kills a bunch more people, someone throws up, someone farts, they make some shitty jokes, they make some jokes about shit, a guy's shitty rock star friend, Lobo kills that guy, we all go home, and then the two spiky brothers kill each other with their spikes, Lobo gets no cigars, the end. Then there's a short gag about Lobo running for president and some great political satire, Uh, excuse me, shitty, there's some great shitty satire. Then Lobo has to kill a guy so they can pay another guy to get his flying motorcycle back. And I go, why doesn't he just kill that guy? And if you guess that that's how this arc is going to end, you're going to win a prize. So Lobo tracks a guy to some food court planet and discovers he's being eaten by he's been eaten by a giant snake monster. So Lobo, he and Lobo fight, and then the snake monster throws up all over the entire planet. Lobo takes the guy back to to the guy with his bike, and then Lobo kills that guy. That that's how the arc ends. If you guess that that's how this how that this ends, you win a prize. The prize is that you do not have to watch Lobo anymore. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this was bad. This was bad and exhausting and bad and somehow always on. I was coming home from work. I'm like, well, that's only thirty five minutes. What's that? Mm-hmm. That's nothing. Thirty five yeah, minutes is so much. 35 minutes minus, like, just like Gotham Girls, there's some mini games. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's not even 35 full minutes of story. Yep. <laughs> there, are, there are mini games in this. They're terrible. I would say I have a couple of uh, pieces of praise. Mm-hmm. They are faint praise. <laughs> the so get out of price. Like uh, NASA, you might want to see if NASA can uh, uh, rent you some time on the James Webb telescope because mm-hmm. this is extremely faint, deep cosmic praise. I think the games were better integrated than they were in Gotham Girls. Mm-hmm. It, it, they were crappy. Oh yeah, but they were crappy just like like I almost couldn't tell it was a mini game because it looked like the rest of the thing, mm-hmm. which is good. I guess that's like, true. It is a step up. It's. If you buy into this world and you like what you see, mm-hmm. it's it's immersive in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's good. And if you like this world and you like what you see, you will be very excited to be able to have the opportunity to shoot random pink and red people. 
Well, there was like uh, when he goes to the prison, there was like, see who's in the different cells. Mm-hmm. And it's like they wanted to show off their dumb alien designs. And that, that was kind of that was not a bad idea. That's, it's also like weirdly Monty Python-y because like the animation style changes when they get in there. Like it turns into like clip art flying around. I the the other piece of very faint praise I had mm-hmm. was I I could envision a world where this would work. It sure. didn't work here, but what they're going for is that sort of heavy metal vibe. Mm-hmm. That like, and I even put this in my notes. Like, this would be the segment of heavy metal, which you know was an anthology movie, mm-hmm. where where I would go get a snack because yes. I'm not interested in this part. But if something sounds good, I'll come running from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Like, I get what it's trying for. It's also the early 2000s, so it's really saying, oh, you people like South Park and Family Guy. Yep. We can do this. Yeah. And we could do this with a property that we already have. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I get all that, but it, it didn't it didn't work. No, it did. It makes a lot of sense from Warner Brothers' point of view back then. Like, yeah. You know. Particularly already- since it's Flash animated and you have two, actor, two voice actors who probably work for scale. Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably no budget whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you can tell, um, this is my bad thing. Uh, one of several, mm-hmm. uh, the animation, in this is so goddamn bad. It is occasionally hard to follow jokes because you can't actually tell how they're executed. Like I will accept that jokes can be bad, but not being able to execute them properly so that you can actually see what happened is inexcusable. I didn't find it as bad as all that. I, I it wasn't good. No, let's be very clear. But by the standards of early Flash animation, again, I think it might have been slightly more successful than when Gotham Girls started. Fair. You didn't have people walking around, as you said, like Barbies, where their (laughs) knees don't bend. (laughs) Guys, are you okay? No, not at all. Yeah, like, it, I, again, I need to be very clear, not good. No. But, But I think they made better use of their extremely limited like frame rate and like animation budget and all that. Like if you couldn't tell what was going on, then that's a fundamental problem. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to take that from you at all, but I think they, they did better with what they had than Gotham girls did early on. They figured their shit out eventually in Gotham girls, but sure here, I think for what it's worth, they hit the ground. Well, not running, but moving forward somehow. They, they hit the ground with a splat. Mm -hmm. Everything splats in this yeah it this sure is does. real this is a real splat this is a real juicy cartoon but again south park was the biggest thing it was on earth yep. and you have an extremely gross extremely profane violent like sexual scatological show animated with at that point uh construction paper yep like of course you're gonna make something like this mm-hmm. um and i gotta wonder if year 2000 Maggie might have kind of enjoyed this. I probably did. Because, like, I was in my mid-20s by mm-hmm. that point, and, and I didn't have great taste, but I I understood what it was to discern something. Sure. To say, this is good, this is bad. Uh, no. I think you uh, were too young to get there yet. 2000, I would have been 17. Uh, this would have been exactly in my wheelhouse. Yeah. The That's fact that I, mean. I didn't watch it at the time is kind of surprising, honestly. You probably didn't know about it. Yeah. Or maybe you already had formed an opinion about Lobo. That is also possible. Now, I have defended Lobo before mm-hmm. on this very program, and I'm not going to do it again. I Because I haven't read a ton of Lobo comics. What I know is the works of Keith Giffen around mm-hmm. this time. I, I 
liked Ambush Bug. I liked his run on Justice League. Like, I tried to follow his Legion of Superheroes, and it wasn't his fault. That's just a very dense title, like X-Men. <sighs> Legion of Superheroes is a rough one. I've tried to get into that a few times, and it's just like, I don't, I, I don't know. Where... <laughs> Legion of Superheroes is my X-Men. Yeah, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Like, the the fact that you find that inaccessible, but you can follow X-Men, they're, to me, they're the same. These yeah. are the same picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Says Pam from the office. <laughs> but, like, I, I've read interviews and I've seen some sort of excerpts from the book and I get what he was going for. What he was going for was early to mid-80s, every cartoon or every comic character suddenly was this hard-edged, like, like Wolverine got huge. Oh, yeah. And the Punisher and, like, all these big guys with guns who turned into Rob Liefeld characters in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and... There's a certain segment of the readership who's like, "What? What is this? We we don't like Dirty Harry or whatever." Like, yeah. just, that's why we're comic book nerds because we don't like this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's for action movie guys. But you know, it it can be if it's done well, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But my good thing is yes. like, I think he's not a terrible parody of that kind of thing. Fair. And I. I agree with you that the animation on his healing factor was bad, but I think they did have some good gags with it. Like, I always thought Wolverine's healing factor was extremely stupid. Fair. Not the idea of it, but the implementation of it. He regrew his body from a drop of blood one that, time. That is true. That's real stupid. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 it's meant to be taken seriously. Yep. And in the world of Lobo, it's not meant to be taken seriously. And they do... You have to admit, at least in the the storyboarding phase, they came up with some pretty creative, stupid things to do with it. I mean, yes, that is true. the uh, The bit where he plays golf with a guy's arm is also very funny. Yeah, with his own head, he uses yes. his own severed head because <clears throat> he's grown back a head. So this is just a another head that's there. I assume is about to start growing a lobo. Mm, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I assume it's like earthworms, where you just cut them in half and there's two of them. Yep. Yep. Um. But, uh, you know, there was there was some pretty creative uses of this very stupid, like embracing how stupid it is, Mm -hmm. is the way to go. Instead of like with Wolverine, every time I've seen it, it's meant to be taken so seriously. Yep. And I have a real hard time with it. Snick bub, snick bub, snick bub. I don't even like I don't entirely hate Wolverine. I've liked him in some Mm -hmm. things, but, you know, I'm not the fan that everyone seems to be. I look. Uh, at this point, I've read a metric shit ton of Wolverine comics. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm in the bag for uh, plus, you know, not a whole lot of uh, not a whole lot of Canadian superheroes. I got to rep my boy. No, I mean that part's cool. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool things about Wolverine, but it's one of those, you know. Again, I was of the right age where sure. it's like, why is this guy in every book? Mm-hmm. This 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 man is very popular. Mm-hmm. Also, the joke for years was. Uh, you think his hair's really like that under the mask? And then it was. Yep. It's, 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 it's a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. It's not, the, it's not the quantity of hair that bothers me. It's the fact that it's sculpted like that. <laughs> I just... <laughs> he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would go to all that trouble. The idea that, like, he shows up at, like, to join the X-Men. Like, yeah, I'm here to join the X-Men. Well, Wolverine... Mm-hmm. Let's get you a mask that looks exactly like the most unique hairstyle I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Why does Professor X sound like Skeletor? I don't know, but you did know he was Professor X, so of I'm going to say it worked. Look, 
I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again. You're a good voice performer. I just was curious about your choice. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go have have sex. I mean, play chess with Magneto, mm-hmm. which is which is code for foreplay to sex with Magneto. <laughs> Um, speaking of voice actors, mm-hmm. we did get, as you mentioned, um, well, you, you pointed out he's the SpongeBob guy, yeah, Tom he's, Kenny. I mean, it's Tom Kenny. He's been a billion things, yeah, but he, he and Kevin Michael Richardson does Lobo for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was a statics dad and a million other things. Yeah. Like these two are between the two of them have probably touched every major cartoon in the last 20 to 30 years. And also a lot of lives. I suppose one or two lives. I will not acknowledge more than that. <laughs> um, but the, I give three lives to your noble crew. <laughs> but the weird thing is, and and you know, look, there's there was no way to control this. I suppose when we're watching a compilation, mm-hmm. was in the first bit, uh, Lobo's voice was done by someone I haven't heard of before, and then for the rest of it, it was Kevin Michael Richardson doing one of his, you know, like monstery voices. Yep. It was a little, you know, threw me a little bit. Yep. It's it's, <sighs> it's like the the first one was the uh, all right. Let's let's see if we can get uh, if we can get uh, Lobo cartoon off off the ground, and uh, we'll we'll hire someone so, so that people have heard of afterwards. And the guy playing Lobo is like, what what? I see. I I'm hesitant to say that because I don't know. Like I don't just because I didn't recognize the guy's name doesn't mm-hmm. mean. You know, and and I'm vamping here as I as, as I look, look it up, up yeah. because I did, I did see. Uh, let's see. Oh well, it doesn't say here. It just says uh, voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Cool. <laughs> well, shockingly, um, there's not a whole lot of uh, 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 information on the logo Lobo uh, uh, web series for some reason. Yeah, it doesn't merit its own Wikipedia page mm-hmm. even. I um I would definitely be there for the uh the um un- the uncensored like everything else is with Lobo cough cough uh uh history of how this came to be. Okay. Uh the dude's name is Greg Eagles. All right. Like like the bird Eagles. Ah. Uh and he has done uh quite a lot of voice acting uh looks like primarily in video games like some some animation but oh, a lot of video games. Oh. Okay. So, you know, and I'm seeing him in some high profile stuff, but yeah. he's always like very minor, uh, very minor characters. Oh, I, um, I actually do know him from uh, Grim Adventures of uh, Billy and Mandy, a yeah, show I, sus- I quite like. I suspect you know him from a lot of things, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I'm seeing like Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which I enjoyed. Yeah. He played crewman number one. Yeah. Saints Row, he played the general. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of like... Like, oh, he was on a soap, which I'm I'm into, but uh, he was in two episodes of a soap, and soaps do hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. a year, so that's nothing. All right, well, Grand I'm... Theft Auto Five, he played the local population. <laughs> well, I did I... play Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto Five, so yeah. I right, assume I'm that's conf- like I'm going to apologize to Greg Eagles, uh, a who uh, has been in a bunch of stuff I've seen. So yeah, I mean, you know, mostly mostly smaller roles. Yep, yeah. Maybe they couldn't get him back. Maybe he was, you know, he he got something else and couldn't be there. Who knows why? Yeah, fair. But, uh, you know, also, Greg Eagles, great name. Mm -hmm. That's all. (laughs) I'm not going to make fun of it. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, Okay. My bad thing 
Yes, which one? Which one did you select? Well, I mean, we're look, we're talking about all of them. Mm-hmm. I just I just selected this one to go in the bin that says Al's bad thing. You know, yep. it's like a video store when you mm-hmm. when you're on the way out, you see like you know Al and Maggie's picks. Yep. Um. So you mentioned in your summary, yes, the uh, casual misogyny. Oh boy, yeah. I got to correct you there. Mm-hmm. I think this was formal misogyny. <laughs> this was not casual Friday misogyny where you, you wear like a, you know, a T-shirt to work or something. Oh, you're saying they went out of their way to be misogynist. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. They put on a misogyny suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? You are absolutely correct. This was a formal, like, like a dance, mm-hmm. like a, like a, like a misogyny tux. <laughs> um, the fact that literally... Lobo's first conflict is between him and and this smiley face dude uh, over who can sexually assault a mm-hmm. waitress. Yep. Like she had absolutely no say in this. Nope. She also b- was trying to believe that Lobo would never do that, but mm-hmm. he would. It was uh, it was a very deliberate choice to show us just how terrible our main character was. Yep. Like that that was a storytelling choice to say, you know what? He is that bad. Yep, he he absolutely is. And you're going to presumably enjoy this cartoon. <sighs> Which, like, look, I was around in the 2000s, unfortunately. Um, that kind of joke was not uh, just on Lobo, I'm afraid. Oh, I know. But uh, also... It is exhausting, though. When I when I mentioned at the, at the beginning of the show that I was surprised that this was included in the DCAU. Part of that is because of the tone. Like mm-hmm. none of the, the the whole ironic point of our podcast's title is that these shows are ostensibly for children and yeah. they do things that are surprising that children are going to see. This mm-hmm. this doesn't really fit that pattern. No. I mean, this is definitely a thing that kids would see. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, because kids uh, in 2000, absolutely more tech savvy than their parents. Yeah. Their parents wouldn't even know this existed, much less how to get to it. Yeah, as, as someone who was a kid in 2000. <laughs> wow, you were 17. You were I almost mean, a grown-up. T- listen, I would say I was not a grown-up until maybe two years ago. Mm, that's a whole other issue. Uh-huh. We're, we're simply talking about allowed to vote, allowed to drink, mm-hmm. allowed to legally make your own decisions. Yeah, fair. Um... What what did you manage to find for a good thing? Uh, I mentioned kind of relates to mine. I mentioned this in the summary, but uh, the first segment ends with that one girl flipping Lobo the bird and then uh, flying away. God, I wish I could have. You know, you told me to write that down, and I didn't. That's on me. Mm-hmm. It's all right, Al. I still love you. Ah, uh, well, I love you too. Oh, uh, I hate this show, though. Oh God. I, I again, though, back to what. I think they were going for mm-hmm. it. Definitely had a heavy metal vibe. It definitely had a 2000 AD vibe. Like it did, and what it mostly made me want was to go watch heavy metal, a movie I actually like. Yeah, I um, like the the design of it, not the animation, but the the character designs and the and the the, the backgrounds and mm-hmm. stuff really put me in mind of late 70s filmation. Yep, like yep. the the Star Trek animated series or. Uh, the various shows the Star Trek animated series cribbed from because they couldn't afford to make new footage. There, there are shots of Lobo uh, just sort of like chest height, sort of face on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I saw them, I was just like, well, that's that that's his He-Man pose. Right. And it, it definitely had a unique aesthetic that I didn't even dislike. Like some of the uh, alien design, I thought, 
could have been good in a better context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and, that's the thing. Some of the alien, de- like the snake design at the end, is not is not a bad look. A lot I think of the, a lot of it though. Okay. A lot of the weirder stuff would be so good if it were just executed a little better. It's like a guy covered in ears. Yeah, like, you know, weird shit that I think you and I both like. I don't want to speak for you, but I, I bet yeah. you did. Yeah, absolutely. The the two spiky guys hugging each other and like chopping each other up. Mm-hmm. Would have been a pretty good gag if it had been executed well. Yeah. But it just, it looks so bad. Yeah. It does. But again, we said the same thing about early Gotham Girls. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, that's a valid criticism. But also, you know, we have to find the show under the under the show. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Ugh, there's so much show to, di- to dig around on. <laughs> I mean, uh, also... I have to retract a little of what I said about the mini games because one of them was a farting game where you oh. clicked on two asses to to out fart each other. Uh huh. That made me very sad. Yeah, that wasn't great. But I mean, there's you know, there, there were there were actually some good things mm-hmm. in there. So weird segments where Lobo keeps shooting like guys that I think are supposed to be parodies of Men in Black. Oh, I don't know what that was. It was so, and they kept coming back. Yeah. And he kept saying specific things about business. And yeah. Like, are they, are these, did I miss the setup? But if we both missed it, it's like, you know. I'm pretty sure it just wasn't there, you know? Like, yeah. as as terrible as this was, like, I did pause it to eat dinner instead of eating dinner through it. Like, I was trying to pay attention. Well, you had to take notes because it was your turn to summarize. Yeah. Too. Like, you don't want to gloss over the dinner part. Like, look, I show up, I do the job. Yeah, of course. Um, I, my, one of my notes was, uh, this could be funny. So much of it isn't even trying. It's mm-hmm. like watching Lower Decks. Yep. 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 Definitely had that same kind of feel. <sighs> yep. Something but to look also, forward to there. <sighs> also, if it had been slightly better animated, it definitely would have been something I'd flip past on Adult Swim and watch it because I was waiting for comedy to be invented. Uh, absolutely. I, I absolutely have the note where it's like, you know... When Space Ghost is uh, its animation looks better than yours, you've really um, you really got something to apologize for. It's, look, Space Ghost and Sea Lab, and uh, no, just those two because mm-hmm. Birdman did a little something different. Yeah, and Aqua Teens did a little something different. But those two shows very much embraced. They knew they had no budget, and they would make jokes about it, or at least make it obvious. Like, no, it's supposed to look this bad, guys. Mm-hmm. Wink. And, like, that made it a little easier to swallow. Every time I move my arm like this, it costs Cartoon Network $40. That's I was thinking of that, but I was also thinking in C-Lab where when someone would punch someone, their arm would go from their side to straight up extended out yep. from their body and then back down again. The, the thing is, like, those both used their bad, like, their low animation budget to get, like, they still had a style. Yeah, that's how you do it. You, yeah. You use your limitations and you, you know, you work within them. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. It just looks bad. It's, it's like, well, we can't replicate the Bruce Tim look, which I assume is what they were going for. So it'll just look like shit. Mm. And there indeed were, it did. There were some glimmers of, like, we talked about this a minute ago, but going through my notes here, I'm seeing another thing. Mm. Near the end, uh, Lobo can't get a bike from the like a loner bike from the guy to get the money to pay for his bike so he gives him some penguins mm-hmm. 
he's got some flying space penguins that he flies around with. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I liked that too until the penguins started having like really rough stereotypical Jewish uh, voices. Yeah, I didn't understand why they did yeah. that. But the visual of it, of him sort of hitching up a like a Santa sleigh. Yep. And also, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say this too. Uh, the fact that uh, he, every time he lands those penguins, one of them dies and like smears along the ground. Mm-hmm. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Like they show it the first time and then the second time you just see the sm- the penguin smear and it's implied. Yep. That's not bad. No, like, again, glimmers. Like, mm-hmm. it shows that these guys know how to tell a joke. They just didn't most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's okay. see. It's a real rough E.T. joke. Uh, I don't remember that one. Uh, it's just an uh, alien on a phone going, Elliot, is that you? In, like, the oh, E.T. voice. I missed that. It's, but, I mean. You know what? You're probably better off. I mean, The Simpsons might have done that in, like, season one. Mm-hmm. The Critic might have done... Like, there's shows that would have done stuff like that around this time that we like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What else, she asked herself. Oh, uh, uh, well, the entire thing ends with a statutory rape implication. Yeah, it sure fucking does. Where he rides off with these two hot babes, and he goes, you, you, how old did you say you guys were again? Mm-hmm. And then he rides off into the whatever, and it's like, oh, come on. Yep. Really? There he goes. She told me she was 18. That's your joke? That's your that's your end joke? I mean, that really is kind of the level we're at here, you know? Uh, yeah, but some of it was like, I could see laughing at this under the right circumstances. Mm-hmm. Some of it was like, I don't laugh at this kind of thing anymore because I realize it's bad. Yeah. Like, look, I will acknowledge there are still good jokes in bad taste. Mm-hmm. I just, I have become the type of person that tries to avoid that kind of bad taste. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I'm better. Like, I i don't know. Every now and then people get real shitty about like, oh, you, you think you're too good for that now? And I'm, you know what? Maybe I do. Yeah. I just, Like, look, there's, there's lowbrow humor that I will enjoy. Yeah, but I could, I could go the rest of my life without hearing, um sexual assault being made light of ever again yeah thanks it's it's not really something that should be funny yeah no and also i personally just don't like fart jokes i i don't know i like terrence and phillips that's fine like i i in this case i get that this one is me like Mm -hmm. i just don't like them and i never have i mean i don't like it's like anything i don't like an a cheap easy one Mm -hmm. but if you go out of your way to because look People, since humans discovered that, like, gas makes a funny noise when it comes out of you, Mm -hmm. we've been making jokes, like, tens of thousands of years. Like, it's it's a funny noise. Yeah. It's something we've always done. But, like, if you manage to find something a little new Mm -hmm. to make fun of there, then I'm I'm in, you know? Like how technology changes farts? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Terrence and Philip leaping into the air and farting on someone's head. That's funny to me. Ah! Yes. <sighs> All right. Anything else? Um, that might be it. Well, I knew this was going to be the low point. I mm-hmm. knew this was going to be the worst thing we did. And, yep. and I was braced for that. And it was worse than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But it was also only one episode. Uh, y- yes. And... Next week, we're doing the mail show, and, mm-hmm. and you should write to us. It is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Yeah, please write um, to us. But then is the promised land. Then is, like, like the two sort of, like, 
uh, highlights of mm-hmm. this whole look. And look, I loved Superman. I loved uh, Batman Beyond. I came to quite love uh, Static. Yeah. But the two high points of this podcast always were going to be Batman and Justice League. Yeah. And we're, we're just about to hit the other one. This yeah. is like on PA when we went into DS9. It's like, okay, this is this yeah. is the good stuff. Now we're getting into it. Like, Yeah. Batman's like Batman's the like this is the the this is the thing I love Mm -hmm. and then Justice League it really is the Deep Space Nine where it's just like no no this is the thing that I love well Batman I mean everyone points out that you know early on Batman had like better animation Mm -hmm. better you know all that and and you're not wrong but you know like uh the, the later episodes of Batman even and also Superman like didn't have the, the money, but they still made it work. Yeah. But Justice League is so much more ambitious, particularly when you get into JLU and there's oh like, yeah dozens of, of heroes and a, a, a major season long arc that holds together to me as one of the best, like not just in a cartoon, mm-hmm. but generally one of the best arcs, like serialized storytelling on television. Yeah. Like streaming has made it so tedious but this was this was something special yeah absolutely and like about stuff that was like really impressive considering the time period you know like hey maybe we shouldn't have access to these weapons yeah no they were like like the authority was just sort of touching on that kind Mm -hmm. of thing and i was amazed to see it you know look we're gonna talk about this when we get to it yeah but it's it was it was surprisingly you know prescient yeah um and i'm very excited about that and and you know when we're just doing regular justice league not unlimited it's still quite good it's you know next level stuff it's mm-hmm. look here's seven guys in the same show it's not just batman showed up on superman show one week it's mm-hmm. like no these guys all work together every week and this is the show yep it's great i'm excited here come talk girl yeah ha <laughs> Also, unlike post-atomic horror, mm-hmm. that's it. We end on the high note. We yep. don't do the best one and then have to slog through Voyager and Enterprise. Yep. It's very exciting. Yeah. So, And then after look, that, pa. Uh, well, after that, we are doing one final episode of this show. There's a bunch of shorts. Oh. And by a bunch, right. I mean three or four. Uh-huh. It'll be very, another brief one. Sure. Um, But uh, I... I very briefly, after I saw the first 10 minutes of Lobo, thought, what if we just put that one here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just didn't do Lobo at all. And then I was like, no, the reason I put it last was in case they do more. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have, like, they did do a Batman Beyond one uh, some years ago now, but mm-hmm. after the show was gone. And, like, they, they do them occasionally. So, and, <laughs> like, there was, when we did the Mystery of the Batwoman, there was a short with that that we skipped because we're going to do them at the end. Oh, so. yeah. I guess that's true. And then there's, what is it, Justice League versus the Fatal Five or something like oh, that? Oh, God, is, that's right, which is the technically the last. Yeah, technically canon. Mm-hmm. So that'll be the final thing we do. And yeah, then we're back on Star Trek. This, yeah. all, this will all happen within a year. Like, we'll be back on the post stomach horror next March. Yeah. So Weird. Pretty excited about all yeah, that. Yeah, no, absolutely I am. And then we could start talking about Agnes eating batteries. Al, she loves eating batteries so much. I should, you know, that's how else do you become a board queen? I'd like to, I'd like to know. I mean, listen, I spent, uh, I've uh, put a lot of work and money into becoming a board queen. So uh, look, you're working on becoming a queen. That's not the same thing. <sighs> also, yeah, but you, you, you 
you know me. I'm going to take a step off in Bo- in Borg Town if I have the option. That's true. Can't stop here. It's Borg country. <laughs> also, Maggie, you were a queen all along. Aw. All right. Uh, that's all for this time. Uh, thanks for suffering through Lobo with us. Sorry Ugh. if you watched it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, you can absolutely watch this on YouTube, but um, don't. Yeah. That's, that is our, uh, and that's a that's a Kids Love Batman guarantee. Uh-huh. And again, next week is the mail show. Please write to us. Yes, please. Um, uh, Let's see. The website is kidslovebatman.com. I am on Twitter at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala, bastages. <laughs> for more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.